Hey everyone, welcome to Inside Northumbria, a series of podcasts giving you a chance to hear how we do things the Northumbria way. Hello and uh, welcome to the Emergency Medicine Podcast for Northumbria. My name is James McFetrich. I'm a consultant in emergency medicine and this is a series of podcasts where we're going to delve into uh, some of what we do in the department, meet some of the people that work here and have a better understanding of how we all work together to make the department run well. So today I'm really pleased to have Laura Alderson, our ward manager, and uh, she's only just started uh, in the last year in the trust, so quite a year to, to get going in the, in the trust with us. Thank you for inviting us to sort of give my perspective on working in the department as a, a new manager. It's been crazy. I actually returned from maternity leave into this post, so okay. I had a young son in January 2020. I'm a solo parent so um and relocated back to newcastle so watching my colleagues from a previous trust and obviously being an a and for a lot of years watching my colleagues nationally at the start of covid was something i felt very guilty about yeah. sort of sitting at home while my colleagues are facing this really unknown pandemic which was obviously causing a lot of distress to the workforce and you know feeling really proud when we're clapping on my doorsteps and then it was actually really overwhelming to think I'm going to have to step into that Yeah. when I've got no knowledge of COVID, I've got no knowledge of the different working practices because of that and it was really daunting but actually I entered the organisation at the 1st of September when we were on a bit of a COVID downtime so yeah. I think that was a really good point where I could get my head around all of the different practices and how actually the physicalities of emergency care had changed since I'd last been clinical and psychologically the impact that I'd had on on the emergency care team. So it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. So wh where did you work before? Which departments have you been in? So, oh, where haven't I worked, I think, is the <laughs> right. question. I get itchy feet and move every two years. Um, so I qualified in 2008 in Birmingham and I worked at Selly Oak. Yeah. hospital which was the Royal Centre of Defence Medicine so we worked as a combined um, military and civilian a &E. we combined all of our sites into one hospital which is University Hospitals Birmingham now uh, which is a massive organisation and I worked there for two years in a &E. it's a major trauma centre for the West Midlands God, and that's a big place isn't it yeah um, don't take Paediatric patients, because okay. you've got Birmingham Children's Hospital that take peds trauma, but there was we used to have to go and collect from the helipad, yeah. you know, and things like that as a junior nurse was super exciting. Yeah. But um, being me, I wanted more excitement, so I got a job in London at King's. Oh, right, so, okay. So uh, regional, tra regional trauma centre. And I worked there for four years, which just was amazing. I got involved in um, pre-hospital nursing. Um, I did my FET course, I did lots of different things um, with pre-hospital emergency medicine in the Midlands, travelled back and forwards. Yeah. And I loved it, but I was getting to the ripe old age of 30 and I thought, let's let's move, let's move back to the Midlands because I missed all my friends. Yeah. So I went and had a bit of time out of A&E because I was getting a bit of burnout, yeah. did a bit of intensive care, okay. a bit of site management, but A&E drew us back. So I relocated up to Leeds to be nearer my family. Yeah. And I worked at Leeds Teaching Hospitals for two, three years um, at their trauma centre and then at St James's, the sister hospital, which 
which was great. Learned a lot of different managerial things, but got involved quite a lot with the PEDS trauma, and that's where I um, did my advanced paediatric life support course and became an instructor on that. So right. I carried that over and then um, was going to move to Manchester. So I got a job in Manchester, substantive band seven. Thought I'd give Salford a go, but fortunately, I found out I was expecting pretty soon after moving there and because of different personal issues, I was going to continue with that on my own. Yeah. So I um, decided to relocate back to Newcastle and actually a year ago today, I got my job here. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, on the 20th. Timing. So that's the really long story yeah. as to where I've worked everywhere so, i mean that's amazing experience you've got in some big hard-hitting places yeah it not was that you know we're, we're not there but no i, I think the, the the history of northumbria coming from a, a number of smaller units mm. is that certainly for myself and being here for a while i still feel like a small unit i forget actually we're a big mm, department definitely um so what kind of experiences uh, that you've had previously do you bring to the, the job here because there's a lot of ITU the military stuff big departments there must be things that uh, that you've seen elsewhere that you want to, to, to bring here um, I think the main thing for me when I came in here is I know I noticed that there was just quite a lot of disparity between the senior nursing team and the consultant team and that the communication just wasn't there as to where it is in other places there was no evidence of how we're communicating any escalation concerns in the department in that kind of hour to hour that hour to hour floor. how are we doing you know we understand we're really struggle at these times but how are we actually number one highlighting that to the trust in a written way as in how are we evidencing it and b how are we protecting our own registration to say these are our concerns we need help with this because we all know when it gets busy and it's clearly, you know, we've done a, lots of work around this since I've started. And I think for me, it was really important to give the senior nursing team and jointly with the consultant team some real collaborative leadership, some role modelling, and to be able to evidence how they're managing the department and how we can work together using all of our different expertise to to just make that better. Because for me, I always think about how did I feel as a junior nurse? Yeah. What made my life easier? What made it harder? What did I enjoy about being at work? And all of my management decisions are made on how to make things easier for my team. Yeah. To give them the tools to have better patient care. And that's what I wanted to bring to this department. And it's it was really challenging because I took over from a very experienced manager who'd mm. been in the organisation for 25 years. So it was a very tight rope as to pushing the department forward, but not being professionally disrespectful about previous practices. I just had to draw a line and say it's about moving forward now, not dwelling on, you know, previous stuff. Yeah. And that's not easy to come into a new job in the middle of a pandemic. Some big things that you want to improve for the department mm. when you're still getting used to how we work and who the people are uh that must be a really difficult start to your job and yeah it is and you're always mindful of you want to be clinically credible as a senior yeah. nurse for me that was so important and you will usually find me in resource <laughs> 
running around and yeah. doing stuff there because I want the team to see that actually I love being a nurse I'm really proud to be a nurse and of the, the skills I've learned and I wanted the team to sort of see that but I think unfortunately because of the time I came in I hadn't been a manager for a couple of months there was yeah. lots of key priorities with the dip in Covid that the my, my senior team wanted to hit which was fine yeah. we were at a real dip in morale and resilience and I just think I thought people might have wanted a nurse in that post, but they didn't. They wanted a manager. So I guess I had to hit the ground running with all of the HR stuff, all of the operational changes. And I guess in retrospect, what I would have liked to have done is taken four weeks to just be a nurse. Yeah. And let the team see me as Laura, as the human, as someone who loves the patient care, who who loves the clinical stuff, the learning. Um, But I... Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. That's not a criticism. It's just where we were in that process of me being new to role. So now I really do try to be really, really visible in clinical areas and promote the rest of the senior team to do that because I just think it's so important to role model that. And I think if you can nail that and get credibility from your clinicians so they can trust your clinical decisions... And from the nurse and staff, that's half the battle. Yeah, and it is so difficult. And I certainly found that, or still find it, being a senior in the department and yet still showing that you can lead at the same time as you're a real person. And you know, we have hopes and fears and, and worries day to day in work and out of work, and trying to make sure that we get that balance that people can approach us as just another person in the department but also that we've got those skills and leadership qualities uh, that we need to fulfill the roles we're in it's, uh, it's yeah not easy, definitely it? no it is really challenging because you know no one likes to be the bad guy no one likes yeah. to be the rule enforcer uh you don't like not being liked and i guess in the role that i'm in with 120 staff not everyone's going to agree with your vision you can speak to everybody and it's about uplifting the skill set about empowering the team about having collaborative working about just improving different processes to make our um performance better for our patient care and not everyone understands that so it's about trying to work with my management team to work on my communication to sort of get that across and some days i go away and i am really sad because people feel upset or people have been a bit unkind or not included us or not understood where I was coming mm. from. But I I try not to dwell on that. You do take it home, but I try and think, you know, I'm being fair and everything I'm doing is for the benefit of my team yeah. and for my patients. So, you know, hopefully that'll just come with time. Yes, there's a bit in the sort of loneliness of leadership at times. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You've got to be the bad guy. But luckily I've I've got such a, a great resilient team that actually they're doing a great job and they're really helping with the the, the vision of moving forward that yeah we've got. so it's only what i felt is that one of the strengths of northumbria is that that teamwork that uh, that really sort of shines through um you mentioned about vision just to sort of finish off what are your thoughts for the the next year what kind of things would you you like to be seeing in the in the department I think we've already achieved so much. We've just had about 15 steps, um, yes. which was scored such a high score. And like from a new management management point of view, where you feel like sometimes your work can go a little bit unnoticed because 
I think my definition of being a leader is you let give everyone the tools, they do all the good work and they get that recognition, which people absolutely deserve. But sometimes you feel that what you've done is just being missed. Mm. And I just felt really proud seeing that report for some of the different changes I've, I've brought to the unit that have been recognised and the team have carried forward. Yeah, such um, a huge success. It's it just amazing. Just, it made us so proud. I was really pleased. So moving forward... I've promised I wouldn't take on any new challenges. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, I think what I would like to see is just a continuation of the improvement on the collaborative leadership between the EPIC, the emergency mm. physician in charge, and the nurse in charge. Mm. I'd like to see a continuation and a progression in the collaborative working between ourselves and our intensive care and critical care colleagues yeah. i think there's lots of education they can bring to the department that will uplift the skills of our nursing team mm. i'd like to see um just some improvement on the mental health rooms yeah. um, get me paintbrush out yeah <laughs> but most of all i'd just like to see the resilience of the team continue to improve yeah yeah that's that's what i want is a happy workforce and I think with all the well-being stuff that we're doing and hopefully getting the roster out on time keeps the nursing team happy anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. If I can ask you one last question, if you yeah. could click your fingers and instantly change anything in the NHS, doesn't have to be specific to the department or the trust, but what would be your dream to just, oh, if only that could be better, what would it be? I can't believe you've asked us this question <laughs> because, I, you know, I've just got to really think. Care for, social care for our elderly patients. Actually, I think that okay. elderly people in the community should get free care. I don't think they should have to sell the houses to get care. Mm. And I think actually if we manage to sort out elderly care in the community properly and social services were funded, we'd see a massive reduction in ED admissions. Yeah, I think that's, you're right. That's what I think. That's what I'd like to change. Yeah. Okay, what a lovely, uh, hopeful thought for the future uh, <laughs> yeah. to end this uh, this session on. Thank you so much. It's been really great to talk to you. And thank, thank you. you for all the work that you've been doing in the department for No, us. that's great. Thank you for your continued support. It really means a lot. Good. Thank you very much.